Hello everyone, my name is Jared Hubbard, and today we are going to be talking about life and what it means to not only being made in the image of God, but also the New Testament's claims that if we are followers of Jesus, that we are also bearers of His Spirit, and what are the implications of that. So without further ado, let's get into the Bible. Open with me to Genesis 1.26. If you want to follow along, I'm reading out of the ESV Bible. It says, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Many of you know this story very well. It is from the sixth day of the creation story. Like many stories that we are familiar with, so often we run right past it without a second thought. What does it mean to be a creation that is made in the image of God? I would say for most of us that we don't know what to do with this information or even if we believe it. For others who have wrestled with this idea, we would probably say that it proves the worth of all human life, which is true. God cares immensely for everyone that he has breathed life into. And this passage points to the fact that we were created to be like him. Because we were created in His image, we need to take on His attributes. This is when we find ultimate joy and fulfillment in this life. Now, getting past the first few words in verse 26, it goes into talking about having dominion over all the earth. For me, this is the difficult part of the passage. Because I don't want all that responsibility. I would be happy to say, no, no, no. You keep the dominion and just tell me what to do. I trust you. But what God wants is not employees, but partners. Otherwise, we would not have made us in his own image and given us dominion over this truly glorious creation that we call earth. Do you see what he is saying here at the very beginning of the Bible? There is no plan B. He created us in His image, and any problems that arise, the only tools that He uses to fix them are people. The evidence of this is on every page of the Bible and is seen throughout our lives. Let's talk about this for a minute. Am I saying that we are all on our own and that God doesn't care about us? Certainly not. God wants a partnership, not someone who is self-employed. If we attempt to live a life we were created to live without his help, we are going to fail. The Old Testament is filled with people with God's help who still failed miserably at living a life that they were created for. Throughout the Old Testament, we see that people are horrible at this partnership with God, and he knows that he has to help us out. So he comes up with a plan, and that is to send his only begotten son, that's a fancy word of just saying his only son, Jesus, to come and die for the people that he loves so that they can fill the requirement of the partnership. So Jesus is born, lives a perfect life, and dies on the cross 
for us all. Death, though, has no hold on him because he knew no sin. So he rises from the dead. Now, just as Adam brought death for all humanity because of his sin, Jesus has brought life to all because of his sacrifice. Now, for some, they believe that this is the end of the story, but far from it. This is only the beginning of the race for us. If you are a follower of Christ, then this marks the start of your journey. When Jesus was raised from the dead, there was another added benefit. He cleared the way for the Holy Spirit to come to us. In Acts 2, we find Jesus' disciples together. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting, and divided tongues as a fire appeared to them, and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, this strange story is the first time the Holy Spirit dwelled in someone who was created in the image of God. Let's not forget that we are doubly blessed. One blessing we receive at birth, that we are created in the image of God. The second blessing, the Holy Spirit is given to us when we take Jesus as our Lord and we follow after him. God knew that we needed help, so he sent his Son to show us how to live, to prepare a way for us to be in relationship with him, and he sent the Holy Spirit to dwell in us. So now, we go back to Genesis with his decision for us to have dominion over the earth. I don't know how many times I've heard people say, how can God let this happen? Or even, I don't believe in God because he let such a thing happen. We want life to be simple. It's easy to say, God, why didn't you do something? The real answer to that is, is that he did do something. He created you in his image and gave you his spirit. He has given us all the tools we need to change hearts and to bring light into dark places. You might say, what do I have that can change the world? I'm nobody special. Let's look at the life of Jesus. He was born in a barn, conceived out of wedlock. The Bible tells us that his stepdad Joseph accepted him. But that does not mean that his community did. After his birth story, the Bible tells one story about him as a child, and then nothing until he begins his ministry around the age of 30. The Bible speaks loudly through its silences. What is it saying that there are no stories during this time? The God of all creation, love in flesh. There are no stories for the majority of his time on earth. I believe that this shows what great humility Jesus had and that we should try to have as well. Jesus held no position of power. They say that he was a carpenter. Yet this man changed the very course of humanity and is continually changing my life for the better. Some of you are saying to yourselves, that was Jesus. 
I'm not him. You can't expect that out of me. And it's true, you are not Jesus. But he understands you. He knows temptations, ridicule, heartache, death, pain. And because he knows it, he knows what it means to be human. He knows how to be with you in all the trials of life. Do you know what the religious leaders thought of the disciples after Jesus ascended to heaven and they were beginning the church? It says in Acts 4.13, Now they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated, common men. They were astonished. And they recognized that they had been with Jesus. The disciples were common men that had come into contact with Jesus, and because of that, it changed everything. They were doubly blessed. They were created in the image of God, and His Spirit was living inside of them, just like you and me. We can still be with Jesus, and the result of that is that we are going to be changed There's so much talk in the church about reading our Bibles, praying and doing acts of service as ways to get closer to God, and these are all true. But we often forget or downright ignore action. What does this action that I'm talking about look like? Well, that's different for everyone. Be encouraged in knowing that whatever He has called you to do, He is there with you. There are a few actions that I'm going to talk about right now. This isn't to cover all of them, but a few that that I wanted to talk about. Um, That God has called us all to forgive, even when it seems impossible. Love, even when we don't receive it back. And have hope when all seems dark, because Jesus has been there too. We are most fulfilled when we are actively doing the work God has called us to do. When we are being used by God, that is where we find what we are longing for. Amen. Thanks for listening, and uh, I'll be back soon. Thanks. Bye-bye.